The reading this morning is from Mark, chapter 10, verses 46 to 52. Then they came to Jericho. As Jesus and his disciples, together with a large crowd, were leaving the city, a blind man, Bartimaeus, which means son of Timaeus, was sitting by the roadside, begging. When he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to shout, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Many rebuked him and told him to be quiet, but he shouted all the more, son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus stopped and said, call him. So they called to the blind man, cheer up on your feet, he's calling you. Throwing his cloak aside, he jumped to his feet and came to Jesus. What do you want me to do for you? Jesus asked him. The blind man said, Rabbi, I want to see. Go, said Jesus, your faith has healed you. Immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus along the road. This is the word of the Lord. Good morning. Uh, as Jonathan said, my name's Jan. I'm on the staff at the church here, and it's uh, a great pleasure to be able to speak to you this morning, and a particular pleasure to, uh, to have seen Alice, uh, the Thanksgiving for Alice with Gethin and Hannah this morning, and to see all her friends and family. We've just heard about blind Bartimaeus, and blind Bartimaeus really wanted to see, and he made sure that Jesus knew that he really wanted to see. So this morning, I'm asking the question, do you really want to see Jesus? Let's pray. Lord Jesus, we want to see you more. We want to see you more and more clearly. And we pray that as I speak this morning, and as we all listen to your word, that you will help us to see you more clearly. Amen. So our reading this morning was taken from Mark's Gospel. And in the midweek service, we've been looking quite closely at Mark's gospel over the course of last year. And what became sort of obvious in that, as I was working through it, was that it was almost as if Mark had a lesson plan. As an ex-teacher, I know a lot about lesson plans. And in his lesson plan, he wanted to answer these three questions. Who is Jesus? What sort of Messiah is he? And what does that mean for me? for you, for all of us. Now, in the first part of Mark's gospel, he spent a lot of time answering that first question, who is Jesus? Here was a man who was doing lots of strange things and teaching in a new way. And people were asking, who is he? So let's look at some of those things that we see him doing in the first part of the gospel. But I'd like you to help me out with this, okay? So whenever I say... And the people said, could you respond with, who is he? And maybe you could scratch your head or do this at the same time, just so. Okay, so let's have a practice at that. And the people said, who is he? Pretty good. Okay. So these are some of the things that Mark tells us about in his gospel. John the Baptist baptized Jesus and told people that they should follow him. And the people said, well done. He started calling disciples to follow him, and lots of them did follow him. And the people said, Great. 
He healed lots of people, went round to different places and did lots of different healing miracles. And the people said? He told lots of parables, stories with a message. And the people said? He did miracles like calming the storm. And the people said? He sent out his disciples to tell other people about the good news that he brought. And the people said? Excellent. Well, it took a long time for Mark to explain who Jesus was. He stuck with that first point of the lesson plan for more than half of his gospel. But there's a point in chapter 8, which is a bit before the story we heard this morning, where Peter realizes that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, who everyone in the nation of Israel had been waiting for. Now, teachers will know that feeling when suddenly it clicks and you think, oh, they've got it at last. And it was a bit like that. So Mark crossed that point off his lesson plan and he moved on to the next two points. But I wonder if some of you here today are still at stage one of that lesson plan. Maybe you don't really understand who Jesus is. Maybe you've got questions that you're not really sure of the answers for. If you're in our children's or our youth groups, you'll have teaching about that in our groups every week. And coming along to the groups every Sunday is a really great way of getting to know about Jesus and who he is. If you're an adult and you're at that stage, I'd thoroughly recommend our Alpha course, which starts this Thursday. And there you'll find very simple explanations of who Jesus is, and lots of opportunity to ask questions in a friendly, supportive group. And you also get a good meal. So if you'd like to come along, just talk to me or to Jonathan afterwards, or or just come on Thursday evening. And if 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 you're not local, there are Alpha courses all over the country. So whatever stage you're at, it's important, though, to keep asking yourself, do you really want to see Jesus? After Peter realized that Jesus was the Messiah, Mark moved on to the next part of the lesson plan. If Jesus is the Messiah, what sort of Messiah is he? Now, just before Peter realized that Jesus was the Messiah, Mark included a story about another healing of a blind man, not the one we heard this morning, but a different one, a blind man at Bethsaida. And We don't know the name of that blind man. We know the one this morning was Bartimaeus, but we don't know the name of the one at Bethsaida. But we do know that there was something a bit different about his healing. Because when Jesus healed him, at first he couldn't see very clearly. He said he could see people, but they looked like trees walking around. Now the blind man at Bethsaida could see partly, but at first he couldn't see the whole picture. And when we can only see a bit of someone, it can be hard to recognize them. Now, here's a picture of someone you'll probably recognize. Now, don't shout out who it is, but put your hands up if you think you know who that is. A few people. Very good. Okay, could we see a little bit more, please, John? Any more hands going up now? Quite a few more. And let's carry on. Any more? And let's see the whole picture. Of course, it's the Queen. Let's do another one. Here's somebody else you might recognize. Hands up if you recognize who that is. Oh, one or two, yeah. 
Okay, and now? A few more. <laughs> and now? And let's see the whole picture. I don't think even Jonathan recognised it the with the first one. <laughs> okay, let's try a last one. This one might be a little bit harder. Hands up if you think you know who that lady is. Oh, not many. Okay, let's try a bit more. Any more people? Let's see the whole picture. It's Emma Watson, who's in, of course, is Hermione in the Harry Potter films. Now, I think Mark included that first story of the blind man who didn't quite see properly at first to make a point. Because at first, he could see a little bit of the picture, but not the whole picture. And in the next couple of chapters after that first healing miracle, Mark shows us how the disciples still hadn't quite got the idea about what sort of Messiah Jesus had come to be. And the two stories of Jesus healing blind men, the one at Bethsaida and the one at uh, um, Blind Bartimaeus, are a bit like bookends at either side of these next couple of chapters. For instance, it's in these chapters that Jesus starts to teach about his death. Now, like the rest of Israel, the disciples were probably expecting that the Messiah, when he came, was going to lead them into battle against the Romans <clears throat> and then rule over Israel in triumph. But Jesus was actually a very different sort of Messiah because the battles that he fought were spiritual ones over the powers of evil and death. And to win over those powers, ultimately, he was going to have to die. And at first, the disciples really didn't understand that. They couldn't clearly see what sort of Messiah Jesus had come to be. They could see part of the picture, but they couldn't see the whole picture. And in fact, he had to repeat that lesson. We see it three times in those two chapters about his death. And there are other ways in which, in which we see the disciples not seeing clearly what sort of Messiah Jesus was. We heard as part of the Thanksgiving, the bit in uh, Mark's Gospel, where we see Jesus saying how important children are to the kingdom of God. But even though he'd been teaching that sort of thing, we also see the disciples trying to keep the children away from Jesus. They'd not quite got it. And James and John wanted to persuade Jesus to give them positions of power in this new kingdom that he was talking about, even though Jesus was teaching that the way of the new kingdom was about sacrifice and about service, not about power. And so we come to the story we heard this morning, the healing of blind Bartimaeus. And when Jesus healed Bartimaeus, he seems to have seen clearly straight away unlike the other blind man. And in the same way that Bartimaeus could see clearly, the disciples were starting to see Jesus more clearly and understand what sort of Messiah he was. And now we come to the third part of the lesson plan. What does this mean for us? So let's look a bit more closely at the healing of Bartimaeus. We're told that he was begging by the roadside as Jesus was going past with a great crowd of people. Now, it wouldn't have been easy for Bartimaeus to get Jesus to notice him amongst all those crowds. So we're going to do a little experiment now to see how easy it is. 
in a minute, I'm going to ask Jonathan to go to the back of the church and walk up the middle. Now, while, while he's doing that, I'd like you to make as much noise as you possibly can because you're a crowd who's come to see Jesus. But I'd also like some of you to try and get Jonathan's attention. Now, it's not going to be easy, and those of you who are nearer the aisle will probably got a bit of an advantage here. But see if you can attract Jonathan's attention, get him to look at you. So come on, let's make lots of noise, and then Jonathan will move. I'm sure you can make more noise than that. Jonathan, did anybody manage to attract your attention? Was anyone? There, there was someone there, not for the noise they were making, but for the red shirt they were wearing. And I no, <laughs> noticed Andrew there. Uh, and then I noticed one or two others. And I noticed Carolyn, who reminded me I've got a notice to do later. <laughs> <laughs> she was determined to get so your I attention. Noticed, I noticed about four people out yeah. of the hundreds. Brilliant. So Bartimaeus was determined. He had to be determined to get Jesus to help him. He really wanted to see, and Jesus did help him. He told him that he would be healed, and we're told that immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus. And so I return to that question that I started with. Do you really want to see Jesus? Like Bartimaeus, are we going to ask Jesus to help us to see him? Because our aim as Christians is to be more and more like Jesus. And the more clearly we see him, the more we'll realise that we might need to make changes to be more like him. So asking Jesus to help us see him more clearly can be quite a dangerous thing to ask. Because Jesus often challenges us to maybe step outside our comfort zones in following him. He might ask us to give up things that are important to us. But if we really want to follow Jesus, it's important that we see him as clearly as possible. And this is where it's really important that we talk to God. The children do this in their groups every week. They have times of listening to God and times of talking to God. They chat to God and they try to catch what he's saying to them. And we try and make some space for that in all of our services so that people can not just talk to God about their needs but also listen to what he might be saying to them. In a few moments we're going to pray together and there'll be an opportunity to ask Jesus to help him to help us to see him better and as we do that can I encourage you just to think about how clearly you can already see Jesus. Are there things you don't understand? And think about whether you're, ask, <coughs> sorry, whether you're ready to ask Jesus to help you to see him better. Are you ready to be challenged? Are you ready to be asked to give things up? Are you ready to follow him wherever he leads you? Do you really want to see Jesus? So can we please stand to pray? If you're not able to stand, don't worry, it's fine to sit down. And I know the children in their groups often sit or lie on the floor, and if they prefer to do that, that's absolutely fine. And we're just going to, in the quiet, just think for a minute about how well you know Jesus and how much you would like to to know him, how much you'd like to see him. 
and just in the quiet be telling Jesus about that. You might want to whisper it or just say it quietly in your head. And now I'm just going to say a prayer to ask each of us to see Jesus better. And then we'll just leave a few moments of quiet. And in that quiet, you might hear Jesus just gently saying something to you. It might just be in your head, but I'll just say a prayer first. Lord Jesus, thank you that there is so much about you to see and to understand. And we pray that you would help each one of us to see you more clearly. In the quiet now, we ask you to whisper to us any ways in which you want us to see you more clearly. Let's just have a few moments of quiet now. Amen. If you'd like to sit down, um, if any of that particularly spoke to you and you'd like some prayer about that later, we've got a prayer ministry team in the uh, side, side chapel uh, at the end of the service. So do ask for some prayer afterwards.